The living room. It's a place you can get comfortable, kick up your feet, and be yourself. Couches and conversation. We're just people living life, but not just any life. The life Jesus invites us to live with Him. We're learning together, having fun, and sharing experiences. And that happens right here in the living room. Well, hello, everybody. This is Gunner, and I'm in the living room with my wife, Bethany. Hello. And a very special guest today, uh, Rachel Macias. And uh, she is here in the living room to talk today about anxiety. But before we get into that topic, which I know it's going to be a huge help to a lot of people listening, and pretty much almost everybody that I know deals with this, so it's really going to be helpful uh, before we get into that, why don't you just tell us a little bit about you, Rachel? Hi, well, hey, y'all. I'm Rachel. I am married um, to Matthew Macias, and we've been married for about almost five years now. And we have a little girl, Brandley. She's three and wild. Cutie. <laughs> and we're just having fun right now. So... For one thing, um, how did you get to Savannah? Just to kind of give a little more of your background. I know you were just telling me that you're from Pittsburgh. Yeah. It's a long way away. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm from Pittsburgh, and my husband's from California. We met in the Army at uh, Fort Drum, New York. We were both then up there. And, well, then he became a pilot. I got out because I had Brenly. And then we went down to Alabama so he could go to flight school. And then... Then we got stationed here, which is awesome because we always wanted to come here from drum, and then eventually we did. <laughs> well, we are so glad you're here. <laughs> we're so, so glad I'm here. Thanks. We're so glad to know you. And for anybody who would just meet you, their first meeting with you, and even as I'm sit- sitting here on my couch looking at your face, you are about the smiliest person <laughs> that I've ever met. And I think that just to the average observer, they would never know that you were someone who uh, deals with anxiety or has dealt with anxiety in your past. And so just tell us a little bit. um, I know that you don't have to go into your whole history or anything like that, but tell us a little bit about what your experience has been and how do you just walk around smiling all the time is I mean do you are you are you really are you really that happy of a person right now in this moment I mean you look you look you look really happy so just tell us a little bit about your experience and um why anybody would even believe that you were somebody who had dealt with anxiety in your past it's funny as my smile used to be a cover-up but now it's so real that I can't help it and um, I just love that but anyways so after no actually while I was still in the army I started to realize I had real bad anxiety and I didn't know it it just smacked me like one day Matt was on medevac duty so he wasn't home and I was at home looking around like all afraid and I'm like what am I afraid of right now nothing Mm. to be afraid of completely irrational fears anything you could think of Somebody might break in. Oh, there might be a demon standing in the corner. Mm-hmm. Anything you could yeah. think of was in my mind. And I couldn't sleep. And I just started shaking, like physically shaking, looking around. No idea where it came from. But apparently it had been building up to this point. I just wasn't aware of it. Mm. Um, so I'm sitting there in bed crying, not sure why, trying to get a hold of him. He's not answering because he's, 
he's working. And I'm at this point, I had sort of a relationship with God, but I wasn't all the way in. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, God, are you there? Yeah. <laughs> what is happening to me right now? And, and that's just the way it continued for years. And I didn't say anything because I was in the army. And if you have any kind of mental illness, you could be chaptered out. Wow. And I had soldiers under me. I couldn't let anybody know I was going mm-hmm. through that. So I had to keep it under wraps. And then also part of me was like, well, you know, that's not really real. Like mm-hmm. I just, I was, that last night was just something. And every morning it would be like this. It was a pattern of anxiety to the point I couldn't sleep all night long. And then the morning would come and be like, okay, oh, that was nothing. I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah, <laughs> totally fine. Got my coffee. I'm good. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, that just continued for years. And I don't think I was forced to confront it until I was alone. Or what I thought, I thought I was alone yeah, and desperate. And that's when Jesus came in. Mm. So what was that like? like? Or when was, give us a timeline here. <laughs> like, kind of, okay. Like when did that happen? And what was that breakthrough moment where Jesus met you in your anxiety? And I will yeah. say this too. I feel like I love that. I love this about your story in that a lot of people think I have to get all this taken care of before I can even come yeah. to Jesus. Like mm-hmm. I got to be okay yeah. before I can even even approach Jesus with my with myself. You know, mm-hmm. I have to yeah. have all my issues out of the way. But actually, it's coming to him uh, warts and all. You know, like issues and all, like the, the anxiety, bringing it to him. So t- mm-hmm. just talk talk about that. What, what was it like to, to bring Jesus into that? It was just like a point of desperation for me that was really all it was for me was desperation and I remember I remember having these thoughts like you know God's got you you're okay but I didn't believe it Mm. the lies I had believed for so long that I had let myself believe that I didn't realize I had believed had taken over my mind Mm. so whenever the truth was trying to come into my mind I was like no, or I'm not worthy of that, or I don't deserve that, mm. or whatever it was. And so I just wanted to sleep. <laughs> so I would pray and just cry, and Jesus, be like, please help me. I don't know what to do. Um, and there were a few different breakthrough moments. It took a few to get through to me. <laughs> yeah. I remember the first one when I was shaking in my bed, that that one night I was telling you all about was just crying. I remember getting onto a Caleb app I had heard about on the radio, I think, something about if you need prayer, go do this. And I was like, well, anything at this point will help me out. Somebody <laughs> pray for me. Do something, please. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to do. So that's what I did. And eventually I fell asleep when the morning started to come mm. through. Um, but that was my first point of just being like God's the only the yeah. only way I'm going to get through this. I can't. <laughs> I didn't know what else to do. Yeah. Um, and, well, I guess there was another time, too. Same deal. Shaking in my bed. I was alone. But this time I had Brinley, so it was worse. Because mm. I thought that I had to take care of. I, yeah. It was all, most of that was rooted in pride. You know, I have to take care of her. And, but... I was in my bed just kind of paralyzed with fear, just kind of 
laying there frozen, <laughs> all tense, and I heard, I heard God say, worship. I was like, what? But I didn't really understand his voice yet. Mm-hmm. I just kept hearing worship, 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 and I didn't know what, what do you yeah. mean worship? So I just got on my phone and put on worship music and just let it play. And I remember um, just how I was, I was still afraid, but it would kind of break off for a little bit. It would break, and my mind would go back and forth and back and forth. But when the worship was there and I was focusing on Jesus, the darkness would back up, if that, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It would stop. It would break for a minute. And it was just a matter of where, I was, where my focus was. Mm. If my focus was on Jesus, then I had peace for a minute. Mm. So it was like he was starting to train me to, hey, look at me. (laughs) Look at me. Keep your eyes on me and don't listen to that. Because it was just a battle, a complete battle in my mind. I had um, that same night, actually, I had a dream. I was, it was real weird. It was like we were in some kind of temple or something. And there were these um, figures coming at me. They were coming, and I knew they were coming to get me. It was real scary. They were coming for me, and I was, like, <laughs> starting to go into my, my panic mode. And then all of a sudden, there was a bright light, and I heard a thundering, loud peace, and everything went, wow. went away. And I slept that night for the first time, and I don't know how long, wow. through the entire night. I didn't wake up after that dream. I just slept. And I remember, I remember it vividly, and I wrote it down, and I was like, what just happened? Because I wasn't, I wasn't really plugged into church or anything, and I was just, God just came to me. I didn't deserve that. <laughs> yeah. So that was a big, big, big breakthrough moment, and that's when worship really changed for me, because I was like, this is the God that I've been crying out to. He can save me like that. <laughs> it was just a powerful moment for me. Hmm. So the worship... You know, when you were talking about worship, it wasn't that the particular song you played or just the fact that it was religious music or anything. What I think I heard you saying was it was really because it shifted your focus. Mm-hmm. Do you think that was really what what did it with with worship? Yes, yeah, just keeping my eyes on Jesus. What's the verse that says he will keep in perfect peace whose mind is... Mm-hmm stayed on you that might not be the exact but that's it's like that's it was your experience first but then it's backed up right i mean it's it's right there in the bible in black and white so uh, you know what i'm thinking too is you know when you talk about anxiety and i I think it's a very good thing that our culture is kind of swinging toward this um more openness about it Mm -hmm. and there's there's been a lot of talk about even like self-care, mental health, all of that stuff is kind of just everywhere you turn now, it seems. Um, and there is an emotional aspect to some of these things. There's a mental aspect to some of these things. But there's also you know, physical aspects. I mean, what we eat, for crying out loud, yeah. can can affect this stuff. But, there's, but there is obviously, and it's really pronounced in your in your story of how the spiritual component is such a part of this and i think sometimes we have to we ask the question i know that i've personally dealt with a lot of anxiety in the past and 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 stuff like that so 
I, I was always asked the question, is this mental? Is this mm-hmm. physical? Is this spiritual? And it's almost like you feel like you have to put it in different boxes when in, in fact, like we're, we're one person that's made up of yeah. body, soul, spirit. I mean, like we're, we're made up of many parts that God designed us that way and they're all connected. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I know that, um, and you say you weren't, you weren't really plugged into church or anything, but like Jesus just invaded that space. Yeah. And I'll, I'll just say this to anyone listening that has been through that whole thing of, you know, you may be on medication or you tried medication or, or you're back and forth and nothing seems to be working. Don't negate. And I know if you're listening to this podcast, you obviously have some kind of spiritual, you're looking for something. So it's like, don't negate the spiritual part of this. Uh, do what the doctors say. Yeah. Take the pill, you know, take the medicine. But listen, bring this stuff before the Lord. Offer Him your, like, just who you are in the midst of the, the struggle that you're in. So, um, what you you said something earlier that I want you to talk a little bit more about. You said that there were lies that you had believed, and then what was actually. I think it's what you're getting at is when the truth started coming in is when the healing started to happen. So talk yeah. more about the importance of that Okay. in this topic of lies and truth and how maybe, you know, from your story, but also people are listening. What What is that about? I think for me, most of my anxiety was just because of the lies that I believed my whole life. Like, I'm not worth it. I'm not good enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not whatever enough. (laughs) There were so many things. I was just, I'm not enough was the big lie that I had believed, which part of it, part of it's true. And that's the the Mm -hmm. problem that I had is that I was believing the half truths, but I wasn't, that's, that's how Satan works. Mm -hmm. So whenever I would start reading the Bible and trying to, um, look at what the truth was, I would be like, that's, there's no way that's true about me, though. Like, that could be true about somebody else, but not me. Um, but as soon as... But I would... I remember specifically one time... Um, it had been another sleepless night, and by this point, I had finally gotten plugged into church, and we were in Alabama at this point. I came into a, a Bible study with a couple of people I really barely knew at that point, really. Probably my third time being there. But it was a bad night. And Fear is a Liar was playing whenever I walked in. And I just started bawling. <laughs> <laughs> just showed up to Bible just... study crying. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even know me that well yet. I'm bawling all over the table. <laughs> but no, they let me do my thing. The Lord was just talking to me through that song. I had heard it before, but I started to realize the lies that I had been believing, and I heard the Lord tell me, write them down. So I said, okay. So I got out my, my notebook. I started writing them down, and when I saw them on paper, I'm like, this is ridiculous. Wow. Yeah. Why would I believe these things about myself? It's <laughs> yeah. ugly. Yeah. And then after I was done, I felt better. And then I heard the Lord tell me, okay, now look what does my truth say about you? What does my word say about you? And I was like, well, I don't know, Lord. 
-hmm. Can you show me? <laughs> I'm telling you what, when I opened my Bible, every verse I flipped to countered one of those statements. Wow. Exactly. It was insane. And I still have that paper. Um, mm. But then that was, that was the first point of um, reversing it. So anytime those things would come into my mind, I would try to be more intentional about, no, I don't believe that. This is what God's word says about me. This is who I really am. This is what he says he's done for me. And I, I'm not a prisoner to that anymore. Mm. And it was just a retraining my brain kind of thing. Right. Yeah, that's one. Uh, well, it's right. okay. Um, that's one thing I wanted to ask about, just as you and I were talking um, earlier today about some of the things that you thought were so important to talk about uh, tonight is how to retrain your brain. You had talked mm -hmm. about how you have gotten to a place where um, now the truth comes first, maybe, and it combats the lie a lot better instead of it being, I really hear the lie, I really believe the lie, and I can just barely squeak out the belief for the truth. Yeah. How do you, how would you say would be a good way to retrain? Because if we've thought a certain way for decades, you know, how do we, how do we even begin to retrain our mind to believe God's truth first instead yeah. of automatically defaulting to the lie? Well, I know for me, it was just a matter of recognizing it first. That's what the Holy Spirit helped me do, recognize it, identify it, put it into words. And then once it's in words, look at it and then take God's word. And is that what God's word says? No. All right. Then, so what I did was I took those verses that were personal to me to counter those lies and I stuck them all over my house on sticky notes, index yeah. cards everywhere where I would be. And especially by my bathroom mirror before bed, because that's bedtime was yeah. the worst for me or right beside my nightstand. And that would, I would just meditate on those words. And then if I would recognize one of the thoughts come to me that I had believed for so long, I would just say it out loud, the verse that was next to me or whatever. Yeah. Huh. To just retrain my brain. No, that's not. That's not who I am anymore. That's yeah. not. I don't believe that anymore. I just sometimes I would have to speak it out loud, which yeah. I would sound crazy to somebody who didn't understand it. But it, you, you have to. That, Powerful. That's yeah. what you've said is like when you stay in your head. Yeah. You don't realize <laughs> how stupid the lies yes. are until they come out, yeah. and you you actually realize how powerful the truth is sometimes until it comes out too. Yes. I, I, you know, you saying that just taking those words it reminds me of the the verse: take thought, take every thought captive, yeah. and make it obey Jesus, mm -hmm. like yeah. to the obedience of Christ. And so that's what you're doing is taking those thoughts, and you're not just letting them pass through with no filter. Yeah. And that that's where we get in a in a mess is when there's no filter on our what we're choosing to believe. I mean, for years, I didn't even know that you could have a filter. I just figured every thought I had was my own mm -hmm. until I began to find out that, you know, they're actually, there's a spiritual reality. And y'all can hear our dog out here. He, she's, um, <laughs> we have a third, wait, how old is she? 14, 15, oh wow, 15 week old golden doodle named Fern. And if you were, could see her on video, you would be melting right now, but. <laughs> She has to go out. So you've probably heard her chewing on a bone the entire time, but this is the living room, 
<laughs> this is why we... It's real. It's real life. So <laughs> Bethany is taking her out right now because we're doing that whole, you know, training thing. So anyway, um, but yeah, taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. And, um, you know, one of the things that I'm hearing too, or I hear from a lot of people, and I've actually thought this way too, is that you know, anxiety or whatever the issue is, if it's depression or maybe it's even a um, a habit or a sin cycle that that we get stuck in sometimes. On the spiritual side of it, we think if I could just have this defining moment with God that would just take this away from me and just you know blow my anxiety out of my yeah. brain you know or whatever yeah. like the lord just powerfully encounter the lord i'm not saying that he will not do that because you've had encounters with him i mean the dream was that's crazy like that's powerful <laughs> yeah. god showing up like that and just meeting you where you are there's that reality of him showing up and just doing that and he can do that and he does do that but i think it's just as powerful to be on a, a, a level with Him where we begin to think like Him over yeah. a period of time and thinking His thoughts. And anxiety seems to be that thing where we're thinking thoughts that are not His and setting our mind. There's another scripture, setting your mind on think whatever's true, whatever's lovely, yes. noble, and I don't know all of that. <laughs> yeah. I need to memorize that one. But um, <laughs> there's uh, there's that there's that reality to it. So anyway, what is your what would you say um, to someone who's listening that maybe was where you are? I mean, where you yeah where you were uh, years ago when you were just at that desperate place. Fix your focus on Jesus and let him guide you through it because that's the only way I, yeah. that's the only way I got through it. Because I remember even asking him, Lord, will you, like what you just said, will you please take this away? Yeah. I know you can. And I remember him saying, no, I'm going to use it. I was like, okay, all right. But I still don't like it, <laughs> but it's a journey and I think it was more powerful going through the journey and seeing how his word has so much power, even even in the moments where you don't really believe it. Right. It, it just has power on its own, and speaking it has mm. power. And, and then it's just God's power and his love are way beyond anything we can understand. But he loves you. And that was another thing I wish I could have told myself, that he loves you <laughs> so much. And uh, it took me a while to believe that. Sure. Yeah. So I missed part of the conversation, so <laughs> forgive me if I asked something that we've already talked about. But this is one of my favorite parts of the story so far, which you still have a lot of story to write. But not very long ago... You are at this place where you're shaking in your bed mm -hmm. and you're believing mostly lies. Yeah. And now, then you move to the place where you had overcome fear so much by the power of his word. Now, you are actually leading others out of their dark places. You are actually 
um, taking the truth that has become so real to you in just your everyday life and you are putting it out there for other people to find hope. And that is one of my favorite parts of this whole story. <laughs> and I know that you have encouraged me personally. Um, and I want you to talk about what your current endeavor is, just one way of expressing what God's done in your life and pulling others along with you. I, you're talking about the, the I'm talking, yes, Facebook. okay. <laughs> you're doing so many things. I know it's hard to know which one, but the one that yeah. I'm following right now is your routing anxiety yeah. page on Facebook. And it has been just such an encouragement to me. Sometimes when I need to hear or read truth, there you have put something out there that just shifts my focus mm -hmm. in a different direction. I was, <laughs> I was in my kitchen one day trying to get my house together, and <laughs> randomly, I just heard to post something about anxiety. I'm like, okay, all right. I didn't think anybody would say anything on my own personal page, but it blew up, <laughs> mm -hmm. and people were just commenting all of the things that make them anxious. They were so ready to say what they were anxious about, and I'm like, all right, now what, Lord? <laughs> what do I do with this? I don't... <laughs> and so he told me, teach them. I'm like, okay. So I made the Rally Anxiety page because there were so many people who were willing to open up on social media because they felt like, oh, I'm not the only one, mm. and they're not alone, and those people have the same thoughts that I do, so we can relate. And so I was like, well, why not join these people together, and we could all learn together and walk together and, and just take truths that we all really need to be reminded of. And yeah, I remember seeing that post and just being blown away by the comments on that um how people were so vulnerable yeah about where they were i was like whoa what is happening yeah. like, mm -hmm. this is crazy <laughs> i was like what is this and, uh, <laughs> and it, it really is like you go down the list and this is the, the people were basically posting like what goes on in their head yeah that mm -hmm. just sounded ridiculous yeah. until you write it out and, you know and yet probably what happened to you you know, where you actually wrote out some of the lines. That mm -hmm. probably happened for people just commenting on that post. Yeah. Of like, this sounds really stupid right now, exactly. but like this is yeah. what I've believed and um, just kind of maybe opened up a door of freedom for them for the first time. So uh, what's the name of it? Routing? Routing Anxiety. Routing Anxi Anxiety. And yeah. you can find that just as a page on, on Facebook. On Facebook. Yeah. And it's really good stuff, posts and helpful tips, scripture, Things that really, it's just your life being um, a door for others to, to find freedom as well. And what could be more relevant right now? I know right. when you started that, you know, I mean, and still the pandemic, but so many people were locked in their houses. All they have is their family and screens. Mm -hmm. You know, dealing, some people dealing with the most anxiety probably that they've ever experienced in their life because yeah. everything was just in turmoil, just yeah. upheaval. And it's almost like really what can be more relevant for you to reach through the screen that they're already looking at in the midst of all kind of chaos that maybe other people are posting, things that cause anxiety yeah. or things that we latch onto and, and allow anxiety a door into our lives. And here you are posting peace and truth and hope and uh, I just, I just think it's so, I just think it's so exciting. 
God so good, so such good stuff too. And that's, that's really why we asked you to come on and do this because of the stuff that you're, you're putting out. Just, I know that it's helping so many people. And I, I'll just say this, I believe that it is the tip of the iceberg in what the Lord wants yeah. to do with, you know, with your life, through your life in this area. I think one of the most powerful things, and I harp on this all the time, is the power of testimony and just being honest yeah. about things that not that we went through, but that we're currently currently yeah. going through. And like, I don't know that we can ever get to that place where we say, I never have an anxious moment. Yeah. <laughs> I am a perfect human yeah. being, you know. But there is a process of growth where 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 you are today is nowhere near where you were. Mm-hmm. And and for anybody listening that you feel like, man, I'm just in a deep despair right now. I'm like I'm I'm desperate. There is hope. And often it starts with just sharing the reality of what you're going through. Um Yeah, don't say I don't stay isolated. Yeah, mm-hmm. isolation is tip. the worst for anxiety. Yeah. So Yeah, as- just just like you what you went through those first few years. I mean, you felt like you couldn't share that with anybody. You carried it all alone Mm -hmm. and tried to keep it hidden. And I'm sure that made it feel like a million pounds heavier to try to keep that hidden. And people don't have to do that. No. Tell someone. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm always just say it. Just talk to someone. Find someone to talk to and let them know what's going on with you. Don't Don't be sitting there alone like I was because that's rough. Or I should have it all together. Yeah. I should be better than this. Mm -hmm. I should know better. I should be able to overcome this on my own. Exactly. That was where I was. Especially in the church among Christians because somewhere down the line we believe the lie that we have to have it all together. And um, I think we just need more believers in Jesus that say, hey, guess what? I'm riddled with anxiety, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I need I need I need Jesus. You know, oh, yeah. I need Him, and uh, and to be honest, find community, find some people you can be honest with, and tell tell your struggles, and not just share your struggles to just sit around and talk about struggles, but to actually find uh, freedom in it. And Jesus is the answer, and Jesus has given us a community of people around us. Um, and if you don't know who these people are, go out and find them because yeah. there are people who love Jesus around you. Just ask him to show you who it is that you can talk to um, this week, today, as you're listening mm-hmm. to this. All right, Rachel, well, as we wrap up this um, thing, I'd love for you to pray okay. for people um, that are struggling with anxiety or maybe somebody's listening that that uh, you need to send this podcast to somebody that you think it'll... It'll help. Um, Rachel, why don't you pray? And, uh, and we'll we really appreciate what you shared and, and really excited about what God's doing in your, in your life. Lord, thank you for everything you've brought me through. Thank you that I got to go through it so I can share with other people. Thank you that you brought me to this place. Thank you for the power of your word, Lord. And I, I pray for every person listening right now. I know that we all have anxious moments, Lord. But I also know that you're so powerful and you see everything that, that, that we go through. You see all of it. Sometimes we feel like we're so isolated or we're alone. We have to deal with it on our own, but we don't. You're with us. Help us, help us just to 
keep our trust in you. Help us to evaluate where our trust is, where our focus is, Lord. And when those anxious moments come, Lord, will you please just flood us with your truth. Just flood our minds with your truth and defeat every lie that we've believed, whether it's a lie that we just picked up or if it's been rooted in us since we were young. Mm -hmm. Lord, I just rebuke every lie that the enemy has put in the minds of the people that are listening or anybody who's struggling with anxiety, Lord. And I just pray that you will take them on the journey to victory, just like you've done for me, even in the moments where they feel like they don't deserve it like I didn't deserve it. You're right there with them, Lord. Thank you for your love. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Rachel. And it, uh, look up Routing Anxiety on Facebook. I can't say routing say that. Anxiety. Routing Anxiety. <laughs> it's go. getting late. And what I, yeah. <laughs> look it up on Facebook. It'll help you. Have a great week. Thank you for joining us in the living room. To find out more information about The Dwelling Church, and how you can help support this ministry, visit thedwellingchurch.org.